0: And has lost the he's got the For me this year, it's only about a five-horse race for me in the NRL, and that might be an early call, but, I mean, you just have a look at these rosters uh, and you have a look at the way these teams played on the weekend. They were really impressive, and, look, for me... There's a couple of teams that I think are the best right now and to be honest with you, I think they're only going to get better and this is a really scary prospect for the rest of the NRL. The first team I'll touch on is the Melbourne Storm. I've obviously tipped them to win the Premiership this year. I tipped them to win the Premiership last year as well. They got it done then. I believe they'll get it done this year and the scariest thing for me was that one, their opposition. They took on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, premiership favourites or second favourites, whatever. A few people will call me out on Instagram. Um, second favourites to win the premiership. Sorry if I offended anyone there. Um, look, this South Sydney side, they are the real deal, yeah. They have got strike all over the park. The forward pack on paper is not as strong as these other sides, but when they get out there, they perform, yeah. The halves are brilliant. They've got a running nine. They've got a fullback that is just so destructive will you you've seen what he's able to do i mean this melbourne side yes it was in melbourne but look half their games are going to be in melbourne and they really don't play that much different away from melbourne as they do when they're in melbourne they showed that last year and look for me i thought uh brandon smith has been fantastic uh There's a podcast coming today, a Minutes That Matter, where I go into depth on Brandon Smith and the role that he plays in one certain play. Thought he was fantastic. Didn't go the full 80, but we weren't expecting him to. Uh, But the talk around that Harry Grant could find himself in the 14 jersey. Look, there's the potential Harry Grant might play in the 14 jersey for the first two weeks he returns. After that, he is the best hooker by far and away in Melbourne. Don't get confused. Don't buy into the hype. Don't 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 hurt yourself, okay? Just just wait till this kid gets on the field. Don't make a fool of yourself and say that Harry Grant isn't the best nine of the club. It's ridiculous. He will be the hooker soon, and the big plus is that they get a better running hooker there. They get a guy with a better passing game than Brandon Smith. Um, and Brandon Smith's passing game, his running game is great, but Grant is better. But the biggest advantage of getting Harry Grant back, and this is where the Melbourne Storm are going to improve out of sight, is the fact that they get the cheese back through the centre third. He's one of the most damaging players for the centre third, and I think every team that's going to win, a, that has the potential to win a premiership year, they have this guy. They have a Radley, they have a Murray, they have an Isaiah, you know, they have one of these guys in their side, and Brandon Smith just after Radley and Cam Murray I would have him as the next best 13 he is just sensational at what he does he finds elbows and knees every time he just he's just a little ball of muscle like they obviously they, they call him the block of cheese no shock there You can work out why just his body shape and just how strong he is he's incredible so they're gonna get him back through the center third and Harry Grant working off the back of him my god It's going to be a scary prospect, I'm telling you. Uh, You saw Harry Grant behind the West Tigers pack last year. Dysfunctional as all hell. Uh, Not a great pack. I'm sorry, Tigers fans. Not a fantastic pack. Nowhere near the ballpark that the Melbourne Storm are playing out of. Um, So Harry Grant is going to be fantastic. Brandon Smith moving back to 13. That's going to be even bigger, I reckon, though. They're going to be a star side. On the back of that, You've still got to put Dale came back into this side, one of the best forwards in our game, one of the most damaging forwards, one of the most consistent forwards, the co-captain of this team. He's going to be massive when he gets back on the park for the Melbourne Storm. Defensively, he is going to be huge for them. You've also got to bring back in Branko Lee, uh, who was playing right centre for them last year, one of the more damaging centres in our game, one of the most underrated guys. you all know how, how highly I hold him, and you heard him on the podcast um, at the start of this year talking about how excited he is for this year. He's had a hammy. sorry, has quad tightness to kick off the season. Um, Yeah, and look, I I just think when he comes back, it's just going to add another little bit of strike to them. He's a hungry guy this year. He's ready to back up what he did last year. And when you bring him back, you're going to move Remus Smith back to the wing, which personally I think is where he belongs. Uh, he can cover at center, but the kicking target and what he's going to bring out on the wing, I think it's going to be sensational. As I said, you've got running halves there. Once you've got a better running nine, it is just going to be so damaging. This Melbourne team, they look good against South Sydney, but they are going to get better. They are the best and they're going to get better. It's a scary prospect for the Melbourne Storm. The next side I'm going to touch on is the Sydney Roosters. Um, look, look, Obviously, the Melbourne Storm, they played South Sydney a... a top-shelf opponent. The Roosters played Manly and everyone's saying, oh, you know, Tedesco only because he was against Manly. Like, fuck, please, wake up to yourself. Tedesco's been doing this stuff for years now, yeah. Tedesco and the Roosters, they can only play whatever team they're meant to play on the draw, yeah. They can't play someone they're not playing. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. And if you thought that the Roosters only look good because of their opposition, I'm sorry. You're kidding yourself. You, you, don't, you don't even know what you're looking at. Um, this team was missing so many stars out of this side. Let's start with Boyd Cordner, uh, the captain of the Kangaroos. Pretty handy footballer to have. The most consistent back row in our game for me. Um, He will hopefully come back at the back end of the season. He'll be fresh. That'll be really, really dangerous. I mean, it's not his body holding him back. It's his head, essentially. And... Sorry, I shouldn't say it's not his body holding his back because he's always got knocks and bruises and he's he's always playing injured Boyd Cordner. But having, you know, eight or nine months off here, mate, you could get a brand new Boyd Cordner walk back into this system in the back end of the season for the business end. It could be massive and it will be massive. If he manages to get back this year, which I believe he will in the back half, it's going to be huge. They're going to improve there massively. That's going to strengthen their left side, which is their strong side. They're going to be very damaging. Uh, You've got Victor Radley. Still not in this side. For me, he's the most valuable player in this team. There are better players. He's the most valuable, though. Uh, Last year, they were screwed without him. Once he gets back, I think it's going to take him a few weeks. I think they're going to ease him back into their systems. Uh, Obviously, he's coming back off an ACL, so he will slip a little bit. I'm expecting him to play off the bench for upwards of four to five weeks, to be honest with you. It might be round 10 or 11 before he puts the 13 jersey on. I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest. Um, But that's not going to matter to the Roosters. What's going to matter to the Roosters? is the Victor Radley he's playing through the centre third from round 20 onwards at his best that's all they want from Radley and you know you're going to get it from him you know you are I've been talking about this guy for years everyone's starting to see it now he's going to be so crucial to this team and he's going to really help and Lamb and this is the next guy I'm going to talk about now and Lamb I thought he looked pretty lost the other day to be honest with you um, I thought he was really impressive in the trials but against Manley he was in all sorts he, he he didn't it's like he almost didn't understand the structures that they were running through and look Lamb, he is going to pick it up eventually. He will, and he will be better, and he's a big improvement point because I really like him. He's got a really strong running game, but I think he was was just trying to do more than what he naturally does the other day. I think Robinson will have a word to him and just say, hey, just let let Kiri run the side you just you pick your moments and you just take off when you see it just do what you do stop trying to be someone other than Lachlan Lamb and I think it really is going to improve him over the next few months and I mean if it doesn't you've got Sam Walker there who is playing for North City and doing really good things there I'm not going to hype him up anymore but kid that I'm confident could come in and do a job next to Luke Keary. A couple of options there. Obviously, whether it's Lamb, whether it's Walker, they're going to be better by the back end of the season. The experience is going to be better for them. This is a side that's very good in getting better. Another guy that's got to walk into this system is Sam Verrills. I love Jake Friend. I've got so much respect for the way he plays and how tough he is and how much of a great leader he is, but same thing with Josh Hodgson last year when he got injured. I love Hodgson. got so much time, so much respect for him. Great player. But There are guys in their squad that I believe the game is moving further towards, and that is Sam Verrills. Last year, it was Tom Starling. I think if Sam Verrills can get back from his ACL injury and be 80% of the footballer he was. His ruck recognition, his speed around the ruck is going to be fantastic for the Chooks. There's a bit of mystery around what's going on with Jake Friend at the moment, which is a massive worry. But the Roosters, they are able to cover this. They've got Sam Verrills. You could play Local Lamb there. You could play Adam Kieran for some minutes there. You've got Lussig there. So they have got options here. I think if they can get the best out of Verrills at the back end of the season, he might be the better option at nine. And that's going to be an unpopular opinion. I understand Jake Friend, what, he's played close to 300 games or something. Uh, He's Three or four premierships, he's a champion of our game. But same thing as with Cam Smith. Right now, Harry Grant's a better player than Cam Smith. The game's moving towards these guys, and you've got to respect that the game is changing, yeah? Yeah. The game has changed, and it's moving towards younger legs in the nine for me. Uh, he's going to be a massive plus, Sammy Verrells. I think this Roosters side, they were really impressive the other day. They will get better. The other thing they've got, they've obviously got a heap of depth in reserve grade um, and on their bench. I mean, you've got Nat Butcher, who's not making the side. He'll probably play this week with Angus Crichton out. Um, teamless haven't been announced when I'm recording this, but... There's also Joseph Suwali down there who's been approved to play, so you know, he he's a guy that if they get desperate and they need someone to come in, he could be anything there. Once again another guy I'm not going to hype up anymore, it's not fair, but the depth there is unreal. There is just so many options in this side. I mean, they started Jared Ria Hargraves off the bench the other day. Just see Lindsay Collins, just see how big he was going. He was unbelievable. Takiaho played 40 minutes. I mean, this team, they were in second gear all day and they were absolutely rolling through the Manly Seagulls. Once they, I'm looking forward to when they do play a top opposition. I think they've got the Tigers this week. I think they'll do a number on them. They've got South Sydney the week after. That'll be really exciting. Um, I think Radley's are going to be available for that one. I'm sure he'll come off the bench in that game. I wouldn't be surprised if Sammy Verrill's returns for that game either. It's going to be really interesting. The next side is the Canberra Raiders, and this is one of the better sides, again, that I think will get better. I've tipped them to be in the grand final with the Melbourne Storm. I've said it a few times and I'm sticking by it. Look, this team, they played the Tigers on the weekend. Tigers... In defense, they were sensational for the first half. They really hung in there, really impressive performance, but the experience of the Canberra Raiders just took over eventually. Um, this forward pack, I've spoken about them. They're unbelievable, yeah. Uh, this the, the depth they've got is almost... It just doesn't make sense, to be honest with you. Um, they've still got CHN and Corey Horsburgh to find a spot in this team somewhere. I don't know if either gets back into this team, to be honest with you. Hudson Young... I've spoken about him. I think he's going to be an origin bolter this year. I think he's got big potential. Um, Two guys that were missing from their team the other day. Firstly, Jared Croker, uh, he'll come in at left center. Sebastian Chris was there, had a bit of a mixed bag, did look strong. A kid I've liked for a long time, Sebastian Chris. But no doubt, no doubt, experience-wise, in the big moments, Jared Croker will be the man there. I think it might be good for Jared Croker to have a bit of an extended break too. I'm, as I said, teamless haven't been named yet, so maybe he has been named to play this weekend. But I'm excited to see Jared Croker return. Uh, genuine goal kicker as well. Georgie Williams did well, but Jared Croker is the best kicker at the club. So that stuff's going to matter. The other man to come into this side, I did mention him briefly before, is Tom Starling. Um, This guy, I'm so excited to see him partner up with Josh Hodgson. I think you'll end up seeing Hodgson play probably 60 minutes, 50, 60 minutes. And then I'm not sure if Hodgson will go off or if he'll go to the Jersey 13. Personally, I would be taking him off. I I don't think they need him in the 13 out there. I would be going with... Tommy Starling in the last half an hour, last 25 minutes of each game, just to run a mark behind this forward back. He could be anything. You saw what he did last year. We were all so confident that the Canberra Raiders were completely screwed without Josh Hodgson. Tom Starling stepped in and, geez, I'm sorry, considering all of the injuries had they had or everything they had to overcome, did they not get better? I, I, I think this side's really interesting this year. I think Tom Starling, he's going to be one of the more important guys off the bench in the NRL this year. Really excited for him to return, and that's going to be a massive plus for the Canberra Raiders. It's going to be huge. I also think last year you didn't see anywhere near the best out of Curtis Scott. Uh, I think there's a lot more... There's a lot higher ceiling that you can get out of Curtis Scott than what we've seen so far. So a lot of improving in this Canberra Raiders side. I thought Jack Whiten was pretty quiet in round one as well, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought Georgie Williams had the hot hand, so Jack White sort of let him run the show, which is how a footy side should work. If, if Williams is doing well, let him go. But Jack White, he's obviously got a lot more to offer. You've seen it the last two years. So this Canberra side, they're only on the up for me. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, The South Sydney Rabbitohs. Look, uh, any team going to Melbourne in round one, it's a tough gig. Yeah, it's brutally tough. Um, This side, I thought they hung in well. Considering how dominant the Melbourne Storm were in the first 20 minutes, I mean, they really blew them off the park. The the way that South Sydney even managed to hang in this game and pull themselves off the canvas and get back into it was really impressive to me. Uh, you've got Benji Marshall on this side now. The way they used him, the way they used Cam, Murray, Jai Arrow, it was all a bit of a clusterfuck. Uh, J- Jacob hosts all over the place. Uh, it was just... It just wasn't ideal for the South Sydney Rabbiters. And I think as the season goes on, Wayne Bennett, he will work out his structures. He will work out how he wants to play. I mean... They experimented with so many different things against the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne, the toughest road trip in the game. And what well, they lost by less than 10 points. I think they lost by eight points or something. So. South Sydney, they've got a lot more to offer. I think they're, they're going to be big improvers as the season continues. It is only round one. so. Uh, but going to Melbourne week one, doing what they did, I, I thought Damien Cook was incredibly quiet. I think that the Melbourne Storm did a real number on him. Um, they won all their tackles. They put a big emphasis on their contests there. And they just they just stifled everything that he was able to do. I think that, and I said this earlier during the year, I think it's ridiculous that we even consider moving Cam Murray out of lock. But... Having Benji Marshall in the 14, it's just thrown a spanner in the works here that Wayne Bennett, he's got to work out his balance, how he's going to do this. That's going to take time, but he will work it out eventually. Don't doubt him. You know from round 20 onwards, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they will be humming. Wayne, he's just waiting around for finals to kick off. Yeah, it's all about tapering for the back end. The last team I'm going to touch on, and this is a side that um, I sort of thought that they weren't going to do overly well this year based on the optics coming into the preseason. That was the Newcastle Knights. And look, I was so impressed with them the other day. I thought they were really good. I thought Braley, the hooker, he was fantastic. The forwards, Saifiti, Clemmer, Barnett, Frizzell. Like, fuck, it is a dangerous, dangerous pack. You know, you haven't got Lachlan Fitzgibbon in this side. You've got Jacob Saifiti still on the bench. There's just there's so much more to go into this team it's not even funny Uh, I thought Bradman Best looked good he got injured unfortunately we'll see him in a few weeks again but the main one is you got Caelan Ponga to put back into this side you've also got Blake Green to bring back you got Kurt Mann who will come back from injury I've just heard news that his injury isn't as bad as we originally thought you got Connor Watson in this team there's just so much x-factor but KP coming back this team they really could be anything say what you will about KP tell him his Tell me he's a choker. Tell me he doesn't perform on the big stages. Whatever. He's young. He's developing. It's going to click eventually and he's going to be a superstar. And this team, they could be Real's dark horses this year. I thought they were going to be the Smokies at the start of the season. Then all this Mitchell Pierce stuff happened. But it looks like to me the club has moved on from this. And I really thought Adam O'Brien was going to struggle with this, to be honest with you. But. Wow, he's uh, he's handled it well. And I think they've come out the other side of this not looking too bad. So I think the Newcastle Knights, they're another smoky to watch. A couple of other teams. I mean, the New Zealand Warriors, they were impressive the other day. I thought the Brisbane Broncos, they had an impressive loss. Same as the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I mentioned that before. Round one, you really, you've really you got to look at performances, not scoreboards. I thought South Sydney and Brisbane, they were pretty good. Uh, I thought the Canterbury Bulldogs weren't too bad either. I mean, in the pouring rain, the thing you've got to mem- remember with Canterbury is that You know, they went up to Newcastle. Tough road trip to start. Uh, It was pouring with rain. Uh, They had a new hooker. Katoa's not normally their starting nine. He hasn't been their starting nine during the whole preseason. It's been Jeremy Marshall King until about two or three weeks ago. They had Brad Dietz who came on a hooker that, I'm sorry, they all met two and a half weeks ago. you got a new seven, Kyle Flanagan, coming from a completely different system, yeah? you got a new six, Avarillo. He's been a center slash winger in that team for a year or two. A year or two now He's gone into 5'8 You've got a new fullback Corey Allen Who comes from South Sydney A completely different system Once again And then you've got Trent Barrett who's walked into this system and has essentially said, this is dog shit. We need to blow this up. We need to start again. So in that first game, I really wouldn't look too far into it. I think Canterbury, they've got a lot more improvement in them. I think defensively there were a couple of issues there, no doubt doubt about it. But attacking-wise, I think this team, they've got a lot more upside than what they showed the other day. The first few weeks of every season is a bit like this. Yeah, it's going to take time for new combos. You've got the Gold Coast Titans, a couple of new guys in that side. Uh, The New Zealand Warriors, extremely underrated. I, I tipped them to beat the Titans. A lot of people laughed at me, but you saw how that one played out. The Titans, it is going to take time, yeah? You don't just shove 25 gun players in a team and it works automatically, yeah? They've got to gel together. A good team beats a team of champions every single time, yeah? Give the Titans a bit of time. They're not the failures that everyone's acting like they are. But this Canterbury team, I think they have got a little bit of X factor. But for me, it's the Roosters, it's the Raiders, And it's the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Storm especially that I think they have got a lot more to offer this year. The Penrith Panthers, I thought they were incredibly impressive in round one. They were just so fast and it was a bit of a weird game for them because the Cowboys, they hung in, they hung in for the first half and the thing that I loved about Penrith is that they didn't panic, yeah? Sometimes when you're a team like Penrith and you've got so many attacking options, you've got so many potential points in you, you can push passes, you you, you can just carry on a little bit. They didn't clearly control their game, which is really exciting. I guess the the big question for the Penrith Panthers, which won't be answered until the back end, on the big stage, will they have the experience to go up against these top sides? That's where my worries come in with the Penrith Panthers but I'm sure they'll perform well for most of the year they'll get everyone really excited the reality is for the Panthers their season doesn't kick off until August it'll be very interesting to see how this one plays out I'm still sticking with the Melbourne Storm